Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. shit like a goose at baker park like it just yes you did i didn't even have to sit to just shoot it out just i fucking kobe'd that right into the toilet it was just monstrous gosh it was a fire hose of fire hose of feces ashley we asked you what new things had happened in your life relax Hey, I'm saying I've reached I've reached new heights of my ability to aim my feces is what I'm getting at. Well, I mean, most impressive and uh, so Ashley, my, my aim when I pee on the street has gotten better too. <laughs> I peed on the road the other night between shows, and may I say, I've become quite the connoisseur. Um, <laughs> Ashley, how do you live life as a feral cat? <laughs> I just am in shock every day. Like, I went to a wedding the other night, and I go... Mm. Oh, we should talk about that, too. I went to a comedian wedding the other night, and I look around at all these fucking incels, and I go, why does no one want to marry me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And speaking of that, welcome back to Quality Time. Uh, A Jeremy-less episode, which is wild. He's out at Chiller Theater this week. I'm one-third of your regular host, Mr. Eric Woodworth, and uh, I'm joined, of course, by the lovely and very talented Miss Ashley Pontius this week. Hi, Daddy. Howdy. And we have a special guest uh, whose show I've been on many a time. I always enjoy every time uh, I get to link up with this fella. I'll actually be on one later on today. Uh, The great and powerful uh, Ray Chase. Ray, how are you, sir? How you doing, Daddy? I'm good doing as well. <laughs> uh, the purveyor of uh, uh, of the minds of pornographers all over the place, uh, Ray. Welcome to your first Quality Time episode. I'm excited to have you on. Tell uh, uh, our listeners just a little bit about your show and uh, some of the things you do. All right, so the Happy Hour podcast, we're getting ready to go into season four. Of course, we have the HH Pod Rumble coming up, which is 30 former guests, Royal Rumble style, like WWE, with our game Incoherent. And we have on guests of all walk of life, mainly adult film stars. And it's not scripted. Eric, you you know, you've been on a million times, so has Ashley. We just get on and we just go. And it's it is, always live. It is you know? live. It's in that you have you have co-hosts that are great. My personal favorite is Psycho Psychrates. Uh he's <laughs> he is just everything you could imagine at a Route One flea market, just as a co-host. <laughs> I love him to fucking death. Speaking of Psychrates, he almost died last week. Did, like I'm not sure I I haven't talked to you guys since then. I went to the O's game on Sunday, okay. and he was supposed to go with me, 
And like Socrates never really took much care of himself like over the years. Like he he's living out of a hotel to on be clear, Glassy Highway. Just to give our <laughs> listeners to to paint a picture of Socrates, he is an ex professional uh, wrestler from MCW. Yes, you used yes. to wrestle with him. I would say statistically, if you are a wrestling fan, built like a Spike Dudley as body yes. type, uh, yep. or or a fully grown uh, Macaulay Culkin <laughs> with fetal alcohol syndrome. That is what he looks like. Wait a he has I'm pretty sure he. I've never seen his eyes. I don't know what's behind him, but he's always wearing Oakleys, and they don't come Wait, off. Wait, are you are you sure that Ray isn't the stand-in for Jeremy? Because he seems to have the same friends. He does. You, do, you guys run it in the same circles. But Sycrates didn't show up to the O's game. So yeah. So he's living out of a hotel down on Pulaski Highway. His mom's house got sold, so he's living out of a hotel on Pulaski Highway. Um, he was hooking up with some fine young lady, and she ended up shooting up in his bathroom, so he made her leave. He's <laughs> like, like, mind you, Socrates gets paid money from the government for depression and all that. He always has. That's one of the main reasons why he doesn't work. So Wait, I he's monetized. He's monetized. <laughs> Hold on. Can you send Socrates uh, Ashley Pontius's number? They need to hook up because she's been trying to monetize depression for years. <laughs> so he's in Pulaski Highway. Lady shoots up. Uh, who you know? She's just she's just partying. Maybe gets a little bad uh, a little bad fent. Yes. Okay. So so. I go to pick Socrates. Mind you, he did the show with me the night before. So I'm like, all right, Socrates, I'll see you around 11 o'clock, blah, 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 this out of another. Go to call him when I leave. Okay, well, you know, maybe he's asleep. He normally sleeps till like 2, 3 o'clock. Go to his hotel room. I hadn't heard from him, hadn't heard from him. So I'm at this rundown hotel. I'm just standing there. I'm like, what the fuck? And I remember Socrates telling me that, like, a couple weeks ago, he took way too many pills and he almost died. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, so I go okay. into the reception area and I tell the guy, hey, I want to do a welfare check on my buddy because I haven't heard from him. And he's like, oh, he paid in cash. He paid in cash. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? And he paid in cash. Like, go open his hotel room door. So the guy opens it up, and, like, Socrates is, like, laying in bed. He's completely incoherent, drool coming out of his mouth. Ooh. He had, like, three empty pill bottles on the table, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed a part. He didn't answer the first time, so I went to the O's game because I was like, fuck that. I'm not losing <laughs> I'm not losing out on two tickets compared to one. So and I was like, maybe he'll call me when I'm at the game, you know, because right. I didn't know what was going on yet. So I went back afterwards and my wife's like, you got to, you know, you got to at least have him open the door. So he opens the door, had to call 911, all that shit. This was after a, fi a couple failed attempts of CPR, which I like to call cock pulling resuscitation. I'm just sitting there jerking, jerking, and jerking, and jerking. And he's not waking up and I'm like, all right, now it's serious. Like, <laughs> doc, doc, he's choking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes he ended up going to franklin square and they had him in the psych ward oh, for my. for a little bit oh um, that's good i like yeah. i'd be like hi my name is socrates <laughs> spoiler alert i'm an <laughs> addict is, uh, oh, psycho no. is my given name <laughs> you should have seen the look on the fucking cops faces mm -hmm. when they all showed up when the ambulance showed up and they're like yeah so uh you know what's his name or whatever and all and i'm like uh, and I had to give that explanation. I'm like, all right, look, we used to be pro wrestlers, and uh, his name's Socrates, and he legally changed his name to that <laughs> a few years ago when he was on a binger, and that's now <laughs> legally his name. And like, they're just looking at me like, what? And I'm sure the whole time I'm standing in this ran down 
fucking hotel room they think that i'm his dealer because yes, i'm yeah. you i mean and you got a vibe that says listen <laughs> i might have spiked this one a little bit too much Socrates. I'm, I'm his dealer known as eris throttle um, <laughs> eris throttle <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> Fuck, dude. So I know nothing about the man passed out in the bed or the dead hooker in the bathroom. <laughs> so, but what what Ray is trying to say is this is the baseline of knowledge you have to come in with to a, a happy hour podcast. Yes. you know what I mean. So, uh, it's good stuff, man. Hey, but so is Socrates doing better now? Is he is he on the mend? Yeah, like I, I talked to him at Franklin Square. And, like, I remember when he was out of it because he couldn't talk at all. And mm. I remember telling him, Socrates, you're going to hate me for the rest of your life for doing this, but I'm calling the ambulance to have you go because, you know, he probably would have rather just laid in bed and died. Yeah. And, you know, so the thing is I've tried to – I'm actually, like, I might go to his hotel room again, you know, sometime next week because mm. I've called him, like, three times and his phone is back up. And it's okay. going to voicemail because it goes, you've reached a high priest, Socrates, <laughs> please leave a message. And I've heard that three times this week. And I'm like, he's not calling me back. So he either hates me forever or, you know, he is actually legitimately dead in the hotel room now. Oh. So I, I, I don't know what's So we're not sure about Socrates. Well, I, I am hoping that, uh, A, he's doing fine right now um, and he's getting over his shit. And you know what? Maybe in retros, what if, what if Socrates pulls a full 180 here and now he refuses to be on it, not because you called the um, thing, but because now he will become a born-again psycho. Um, <laughs> like that... <laughs> <laughs> he's just like I was crazy for wrestling and drugs now I'm crazy for Jesus that's <laughs> that's his new shtick I think that would be good I think it's a good move for him personally yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for him I mean pulling for him but you know we're, we're... Hey, so, so did Ray <laughs> yeah, I was pulling for him in the room and it didn't do anything <laughs> is this is this making you hot Sager? is this getting your blood pressure up <laughs> just, Quick. I'm, I'm pulling for him as I'm pounding his chest with my fist trying to get him to come back to life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, this is uh, I, I I also imagine like as you're doing this, you're like, Eric, come on, I gotta come over. What? You don't bring that fucking druggy bitch over here. You got the shot, man. <laughs> Ray, Ray just starts playing one of the happy happy hour pod games and be like, hey, sound it out. Can you figure out this phrase? Let your, me know you're still your, with us. Your immortal soul depends on it. <laughs> Do you want to go live on YouTube? This is live in Socrates' hotel. Hotel room with him half dead. All right, Socrates, which card do you want? One through eight. Pick a card. <laughs> That's exactly what he's saying. I'm like, Sycra, I don't know what you're saying, man. All right. So the prompt is you're ODing in a hotel room. Do you want A, man, this isn't as bad as the Holocaust, or B, <laughs> just, I like it. But no, Aww. the Happy Hour Pod is great. I've been on it a bunch of times. going to be on it again later today. So definitely check that out. Prayers up to the sweet Socrates. I hope he uh, a, comes back to his wits and uh, returns to the show, of course. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, I'm going to tell him how much you enjoy him because he always uh, tells me, he's like, dude, he's like, I have to admit it. He's like, I love all of our guest co-hosts, but I love Eric's 
the Aww. best ghost co host we have. So I do. He's going to pop huge. He's going to explode yeah. in his pants. Yeah, right, like I a tell tick. Him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell, tell him much love to Socrates. Shout outs. Uh, but uh, no, great to have you on the show. Ashley, yes. now um, you've been on a bit of a thing. You've been to some weddings, you've had some shows. Where to Fill us in on how it's going. But first, we'd like a health update from you. Oh, um, and- well, mental health is at an all time high because I've now reached as low as I can go that the only way to go is up baby (laughs) um so yeah i love i've been feeling great i've been cutting off family members left and right i'm falling apart there it's only getting better from here um but y'all remember i found a lump in my pants which i first told ray about because i was on the pod last week with ray and i said hey ray before we get started there's a softball in my leg and he's like that's bad i'm like yeah we'll see uh so So since since I've been on the pod, our own pod later, well, the same day, um, you know, Ray, here's an update for you. I got I got it opened up. It didn't go well, um, but I was on a bunch of antibiotics. My lump has now reduced. Thank God. It's now just like a little like a, a little satanic everlasting gobstopper. It's filled with what I'm sure is something foul and disgusting. But you know what? It's way smaller. My little pussy in the middle has started to close. Aww, That's nice. She's nice and tight these days. Just like how every Christian father wishes it would. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So you're on the mend. I mean, uh, I hope so. And you're all, are you are you done your round of antibiotics and everything? Last one this morning, and now yeah. I'm I'm shitting like a fucking monster. It's absolutely terrible. I know. Um, now you need some probiotics. Oh <laughs> god, I really do. Um, but but you know, so so that's so that's good. Um, yeah. So I, I watched two of my comedy friends get married this weekend, um, which was very beautiful. They had an open bar and and if you don't think my poor ass got absolutely fucking tanked you're out of your mind (laughs) hell yeah um i was the most obnoxious person at that wedding you um ashley me (laughs) if you think i'm only robbing comedy venues you are wrong um i got caught stealing from the the wedding venue um they made they made me put stuff back i had shoved things up my dress and they had me on camera and they were like hey hey we will lose the deposit if you don't put it back Uh, so put it back but i did steal all the change they had put change on all the tables to they gave us all like scratch offs as like fun party favors so i stole i don't hate that i stole the change from every table before i left um and they're like is this out of need sounds like my old crew right yeah like they're like is this out of need or fun i'm like it's absolutely out of fun because there's no way that $3.29 is going to fix the bills that I have, but it's fine. Um, so there was a part in the night where there is a beautiful photo booth mm-hmm. and there's like um, a, a border, like a, a standing area around the photo booth. Well, I am very hammered and I decide that as the photo booth is starting up, I'm going to sit on it. Turns out you can't sit on it and it falls out from underneath me. <laughs> <laughs> So the photo booth is going as you slowly see me go down. (laughs) It's absolutely, absolutely terrible. Um, But I I had such such a good time. I did absolutely destroy that bathroom as well at the venue. Um, I walked in there and I was like, hey, 
All the girls in here and like eight women are like, yeah, I'm like, y'all need to leave right now because you're the basic. Honestly, you're the Goldberg of destroying unattended bathrooms. You just the streak lives everywhere you go. You're undefeated. It's fucking jackhammering fucking major logs and squirt into a random. Yeah, but you know what? I leave I leave your life events with ways you cannot forget. Like as I was leaving, the groom's family was like. Thank you, Ashley, for coming to the wedding. And the dad of the groom was like, I don't remember. How do we how do we know Ashley? And very drunk and without thinking, I was like, I used to have sex with your son. <laughs> I'm like, they're going to be so happy together. Bye. <laughs> so so a, a few thoughts. With the whole toilet thing, you know, yeah. back in the day, some of the other wrestlers used to call me toilet ripper because I used to rip toilets out of the ground and urinals off the wall. So I'm guessing that if I still did that today, I don't know if it would be helpful before Ashley would go in there and blow those things up. I would yeah. <laughs> rip them out completely or it's it's so bad that like when i shit in a public bathroom the makeup of the other women starts to run down their faces like it just starts to strip the paint from their faces. yeah anybody who's in the bathroom with ashley comes out and they look like they've been uh like the guy at the end of robocop like kill me <laughs> people have started in... like tar man yes <laughs> yes <laughs> People have started installing like those those gas detectors for in their places. Like, is this for like monoxide? And they're like, oh no no, it's for when Ashley farts. We know we have to leave the venue because we're all gonna die. Jesus Christ. So you know, what? but I'm not I'm not bothered by. It. And you know, the Happy Hour podcast this is semi related. The Happy Hour podcast has had like a big effect on my fan base, and like I always thought my personality my way of shitting would make me unappealing to men but you know what <laughs> matt from scissor fist totally today loved a picture of me from like eight months ago so you know what like i'm <laughs> i'm killing it shout out matt i saw you <laughs> so that's great uh so things are going well for yeah. you um, i headlined last night I'm yeah how it. did that show go last night oh my god it was great so i performed in an abandoned denny's in abingdon maryland you did not really that used to be a denny's fuck um, yeah did you did get get ready get the fuck up denny's and then start that pit i i walked in Tommy told me about that place did he? yes <laughs> well no they, they, by the way they were a great audience but i walked in and, and i was headlining so i walk in and i'm like uh thank you so much for coming to this banquet room of an abandoned perkins uh means <laughs> means a lot uh there was one lady though had a great show there's one lady who was very excited that we were doing comedy and she lovingly called herself the comedy groupie and i'm like who are you black Haley nelson what is this um, <laughs> shout out to Haley nelson love you Haley. i don't see what all the fuss is about <laughs> but so this woman during my set is having full-on conversations with what i'm saying i'll be like oh you ever you know y'all have a personal level of fatness and people could just be like oh yeah raise their hand she pulls the audience focus to her next to me and she's like yeah you know i still got a few more pounds to lose you know i'm working on it and i'm like that's not what i asked shut the fuck up did you find super mario's sister somehow she was <laughs> a supportive nightmare <laughs> 
And then at one point, I forget it's when me, I'm... Maria, yo. <laughs> Maria, yo. Yeah, it's me, Maria, yo. Oh, my God. It was so bad, you guys. Like, at one point, I forget what I'm talking about. She gets up during my set and starts dancing in the corner. And I'm like, holy shit, someone reanimated the corpse of Whitney Houston. I was... I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, I want to dance with somebody, but it's not you. Sit the fuck down. Uh, Could have just Bobby Brown the shit out of her. I was, I told her, I said, I don't know what you're on, but I want some. Because Jesus fucking Christ, what are you doing? She, oh. I, I didn't want to, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to tell her, like, shut up. But you're just like, bitch, what are you doing? So finally. He just left Psychrates' hotel. <laughs> God, but I had a great show. You know, overall, Brian Preston was there. It was so good to see him, um, Adam Friesman, Christian McCartney, who I, I always love working with, with Christian. He stops me and goes, aren't, aren't you a Satanist now? And I was like, I, I am, because Christian is, in fact, a very devout Christian. And I'm like, Christian, would you mind if I prayed over you and prayed that Satan would enter your heart? And <laughs> <laughs> he did not fight as funny as I did. But I was like, I'm going to be thinking of you. Oh, I do like, I like Christian. He's, Very a, he's, a, he, I, I feel like the world is going to break him eventually. Yeah. I don't think he has the resolve. I don't think he has it. Yeah. Well, Christian's been growing out this beautiful Afro. And I told him, I said, you know, if I just touch the edge of your Afro, I will be healed. <laughs> you asked so you let me you asked to touch a black person's hair yeah but yeah but no listen but listen just like better than just touching it just, we have been working on this at the white meetings we were told not to ask that anymore yeah but eric it was a biblical it was a biblical move for i too have been bleeding my entire life and wanted to stop luke 24 7 oh. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, well, that's good. I mean, shout outs to Christian McCaffrey, man. Uh, McCartney, but good try. Christian uh, McCaffrey is a running back, though. Yeah, that's not the same. <laughs> for, the, for the Panthers. But, but you know, Jer I know for San Francisco now. Jeremy isn't here, but how are you, Eric? I are well. Uh, not a whole lot. I had a bussy show midweek. Yes. Um, how is that? So uh, it was in glorious West Virginia. Where I used to work. Oh, yes. Did you used to work at I was. Bar? I worked for... No, I said oh. I worked for the VA out of Shepherdstown. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So I was in Shepherdstown, West Virginia, uh, at a at a bar. Which, listen, I know nothing about this. Mm. Uh, Bryce Chevalier, this is his my room. favorite person, your uh -huh. favorite person, my fair lady. Um, he um, booked me at the show, and uh, you know I've performed in rural areas. Mm -hmm. I, dare I say I'm a rural king? When yes, I show, you are. when I when I'm going to places like West Virginia, I'm like, you know what? These are going to be my peoples. I can yeah. tell. I know this. I I know this, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I show up and it is the, I have to change gears immediately because it is the bastion of liberalism really? within there. It has a pride flag. They, they're like Shepherdstown actually. Yeah. Shepherd's but it's town. like, it's like, no, no, this, no, that, no, that. I'm like, okay. I I did not know this is the place I was coming to. I'm I'm still game. I'm ready. Let's yeah. go. Shepherd, you know what? You're right though. Shepherdstown is a weird mix because you're super close to Antietam Battlefield. Yeah. And yet yes, it's, it's super haunted. It yeah. is super haunted. Go to Shepherdstown. That was yes. a that was on Travel Channel. Yeah, yeah it absolutely yeah. is. Yes, yeah, so you've got the battlefield, so you almost think it'll be ultra conservative and it's yeah. West Virginia. But I forget that Shepherdstown is such an artsy community, oh, and yeah. I forgot to tell you about that. Absolutely. Yeah. So we go in, and um, first of all, we're doing a bussy show mm -hmm. and we generally bring 
my truck's been out of commission, so yeah. I didn't have my truck. So usually I come with a whole accoutrement. So if I'm like, if their sound system sucks, I will have everything I need. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have that, okay? Which <laughs> is a bad idea. I bring a light pack. I just bring some extra mics. I make sure I have a microphone stand because if you're doing guitar comedy, you got to have one. Mm-hmm. I can't trust, especially this person, to have one. So I do. I have that. I come in and... My phone's going wild. I heard, yeah. It's like a, it's like an Amber Alert. Let's hold on real quick. Amber Alert. Psychrotease is missing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Amber Alert. Amber Alert. Um, so Psychrotease is well. He's actually on the loose. There's currently a chopper following him. With Bam him. WBAL is showing live. He is screaming down the, uh, down uh, Bel Air, uh, in Bel Air currently, screaming Fent, more Fent. And uh, they have found the prostitute that he once buried in his mother's backyard. It has been re- it has been reanimated. Um, so we. <laughs> so anyway, I, I walk into this place. Uh, I have extra mics. Doesn't matter because the PA system doesn't even have an XLR hook in, and I need a quarter thing. So we have we have a show where I have to do one mic. Uh, there's no other comics on the show except for one person, who uh, Tyler Fox, who uh, he comes in. And uh, he does he does some jokes and he's doing fine he's doing an alright job and then he was like you know what I want to do some music too I think it's you know we're at a comedy show he's going to do musical comedy you know what he does he just starts playing Alanis Morissette songs <laughs> and it's not a joke he's just like I like Alanis Morissette and uh, this guy I decided I was like well this seems like a good idea to go smoke right now and then he goes he's like whoa I thought you were trying to stop me from leaving I was like. I was like, did you not know the Alanis Moore rules? <laughs> you don't leave when she starts getting played. So anyway, he does that. Whatever. That's done. I hear him wrapping up. And I'm and Bryce comes out. He goes, hey, you're next. And I'm like, fuck yeah. All right. I'm in the zone. I like to have a little peace and quiet outside before I go in. Mm-hmm. I walk back in. He walks up. Guy's getting off. And he was just like, okay, I'm ready to just grab the mic and him just say, Eric's turn, right? He goes, okay, we're going to have a brief 15-minute break. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I go, you motherfucker. I drove uh, I drove 90 minutes to be here, and now you're having an intermission, which if you say five minutes, it means 15. If you say 15, it means 30 minutes. Yeah. It's bad. That's so, pro wrestling rules 100%. Yes. Yeah. So we have an intermission, and now there's something in me that's fired up. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm a, I'm a little heated, yeah. and now, and I'm like, so I got to get the crowd back. I got... I went the fuck off and I did my 20 minutes of stand up yeah. through the crowd. I'm yelling in people's faces. They're loving it. I'm shitting on these fucking um, desserts that are there like that. Are like, who the fuck comes in here? Buy fucking desserts. What are these? This is a beer place. Who comes over like, oh, the brownies here. Shut the fuck up like that. I'm just just shitting on this place. They're loving it, though. Um, but there's this one lady in the corner. She's not loving it. She's in fact, she looks a little bit pissed, right? So I did, I had a killer set, right? Yeah. By the way, there's 25 people here. Yeah. Okay. Tommy goes up, he starts doing it. I'm back outside. I see that lady walk out. Some of her friends are out there. There's two other girls and they go, hey, where are you going? She goes, I got to leave. Two pedophile jokes back to back from two comedians. I don't need to be here anymore. And wow. so she huffs off and I start, and I start laughing a little bit. Yeah. We go back in. Tommy can't stop talking about this lady who left. <laughs> I then go up to join him as Bussy, our musical duo. And then we said, I was like, hey, I heard what she said. She was like, oh, it was a pedophile thing? Oh, 
did she know that we don't fuck kids? <laughs> I'm like, you were to tell her. She's like, she works here. She's like, she does? I was like, how many transients do you hire at this place? And we're just shitting on. By the way, eight of the people in this 25-person audience yeah. work at this place. They're just here on their off hours oh, hanging out. God. So we start, we're like, does she, hey, when you leave here, tell her no kids actually got raped. Like, <laughs> tell, can you tell her yeah. that for us? And so yeah. they're laughing, whatever. After the show, this is the last story. She just doesn't this want other, you moving in on her territory. Okay, go. which we're doing. We're doing. We did a good job for the twenty five people there. Twenty four. Twenty five mm. people there. Twenty four had a fucking great time. That's awesome. But let's bump it down to twenty three now. Yeah, because this lady comes out and she's another lady who works there. Okay, and she goes, "Hey, we have a song called Kiss of the Gypsy. This is Tom, <laughs> this is Tommy's song. Okay." Yes. And Tommy sings the song very frequently. It's a great song if you haven't heard it. But it's a real life story about a girl named Gypsy who we had to drive home. Yes. And this girl comes out and she goes, hey, you can't use the word gypsy. <laughs> he goes, what? He's like, she goes, it's actually a derogatory term. He was just like, you wouldn't say the word retard. And Tommy, without hesitation, he's like, I mean, not in front of you. <laughs> and then- <laughs> I I almost lose it I then tell Tommy I was just like whoa 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 no using the R word that's Tommy's word he's on the spectrum ma'am and then then, so by the way people are watching this they're fucking dying laughing at this girl he was just like and he he legit goes "All right, listen so this is the first time anyone has ever had a problem with the song Kiss of the Gypsy even though it's I don't believe that it's a thing but I'll take it to heart and think about it and then I was just like hey you know who my favorite boxer is the Gypsy King uh, Tyson Fury who's the current heavyweight champion (laughs) do you like the Gypsy King (laughs) so she is not happy with us so that that was another uh, customer that was uh, didn't enjoy our show but we sold a shit ton of bussy magnets Uh, I sold like $40 worth of them so that's awesome so bussy is big in West Virginia now I'm so happy to hear that I mean I'm, I'm glad despite all the obstacles you had a great show i mean god bless bryce no he really does put the peak in widow's peak um <laughs> bryce does look like a young reggie from phantasm he and i'll never does. not stop saying that that's absolutely true sorry one last thing i am so sorry to hold us up eric you just reminded me that i completely mentally skipped over the fact that i had an unexpected show at the port this week oh yeah um so i got a call from friend of the show right i don't think you've met her before but rose vineshank who's a baltimore comedian who's absolutely fantastic uh rose calls me on thursday and goes hey i have a proposition for you what if I paid you to go to my show that I don't want to go to and you pretend to be me and we don't tell anybody that you're going to show up and fill my spot? <laughs> and I was like, I'm listening. This is a, this is a piece of fucking lore that is, might go down in history for uh, you, it's, it, is, it is pretty great. So... <laughs> so I, I go, I go uh, to her place and we look through her closet. Now you need to know, Rose is about a size mm, two or four. She's a very thin, uh, petite lesbian. And okay. um, shocker, Ray, her clothes don't fit me. <laughs> and we're, we're, I'm like, this is not going to work. She's trying to be sweet. Like, no, it'll fit. I'm like, it's not going to fit. Um, so so um, she goes, well. That makes it even better, though, like in oh, my no. mind. I should have shown up with my gut hanging out out of one of her, like, Indigo Girl shirts, but we didn't do it. Um, but so I was like, I don't know what, what what looks like you. And she goes, I don't know. What do you got that's gay to wear? So I look. 
I looked through my wardrobe and I was like, I have a metric t-shirt. She's like, yeah, that's pretty gay. And I was like, hey. So I, <laughs> so I dress up as much as I can like her. I have a baseball cap that I turn backwards. Sorry, right? And, uh, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and, and I'm like, she's like, let me hear you. And I was like, Melissa Etheridge, uh, Indigo Girls, uh, Megafauna. Oh, four dot blondes, four dot blondes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I was like, I'm a honk shoe boy. And so she's like, oh, you actually know me pretty well. I was like, I do. So I show up and I'm there standing in front of the booker. And he goes, I don't, I don't think I know who you are. And I go, oh, well, I point to the sign. I'm like, I'm on the lineup. And he's like, oh, you're not, that's, you're not Rose. I go, yeah, I am. He's like, no, I know what Rose looks like. You're not Rose Vineshank. So we go back and forth until he's getting very upset. And I go, why don't you just call her? So I give him my number and I stare into this man's eyes as my phone starts to ring. And I pick it up and I look into his <laughs> eyes and I go, hello, this is Rose. <laughs> and this booker was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I don't have time to deal with this. I don't know who the fuck you are. Um, so I pretended to be Rose. I pretended to be a big, adorable, polite lesbian. And uh, I had a great set. It seemed better as the comedians that were there that did know me were like, So you just pretended to be polite. I'm <laughs> I've broken Ashley. I'm sorry. The jokes. The you jokes. know, I'm I'm secretly very feminine and very sweet, and I've sucked a lot of my peers' dicks. You know, that's that's uh, I'm not gonna. So, how did the rest of the night go overall? Uh, it went great. People were very confused. A few people were very very uh, upset, and then I ran into my best friend in the whole world, Umar Khan. Did you pretend to be Rose in front of Umar? He did not know what was. He did not like me even more. He, <laughs> He was very perturbed, and I uh, snapped a picture of him, and unfortunately, he caught me while I was mid-photo, yeah. and he just kind of looked at me, and I was like, I'm not posting this. <laughs> no, Ashley's posting it, not, not Nobody Rose. Nobody can see us. Ashley is dressed up as Rose right now, actually. Yeah. I, I am Rose Feinshank. Um, Hi. Oh, look at me. I'm I'm kind, I'm somehow from Minnesota, but in here in Baltimore. I'm really... Starts catfishing as Rose. I'm really quirky... And I love, I love MILFs who have been married to a man first and then date me. Um, are, are, you sound like you're Johnny Knoxville in the ringer. <laughs> when the fuck do we get that's my CD. <laughs> well, that's uh, fucking phenomenal. Yeah, this is what I did share. <laughs> so did you sign your name on the wall as Rose as well? Fuck, I should have. Fuck. I oh, didn't, man. but you know what's even funnier? The next night, she was supposed to be back at the same venue, and I was like, mm -hmm. how far do we take this? Do we have me come back for night two and just see them absolutely <laughs> lose their shit? You have signed Rose 8 by 10s like photos of her, and you uh, signed yeah. them as Rose. Be like, do you want my autograph? Watch out, fentanyl's a hell of a drug. So you you sign each one. You know what's great, though? There was a very obvious butch in the audience, and I pointed her out when I was on stage, and I was like, I know that you're here for my comment. <laughs> she's like i don't know what's happening i was like we're in the same group she's like you're not rose i was like i'll eat your box like rose she's like okay 
<laughs> well, that's good. I Thanks. mean, I'm glad. Did, and Rose was all game for this. Did she love it? She was at work and had to keep taking breaks to text me. And then, but here's the other thing, though. Here's the thing. I don't like how intimate Rose and I are in our friendship because mm-hmm. then Rose posted a photo of herself as me and she covered herself in lotion and she goes, look, I'm Ashley. And I was like, is that jizz? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, now I was like, now it's on, now it's on. So I rubbed myself in tuna, and I was like, oh, I'm Rose. Ooh, I'm covered, <laughs> covered in all this hot puss. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, we have fun. I love her. I do. Shout outs, Rose Vineshank. Has she been on the show before? She should uh, be. No, on the show I've talked sometime. her about it. She's afraid of Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, we could do it like a weekend like this, though. That's where a good we're, idea. We're not having a show. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> she's been very opposed to coming on with Pogo. So um, <laughs> I, I don't blame her. Yeah. So anyway, though, speaking of Pogo, who is away this week? We have a movie oh. picked by Ray Chance himself. Oh, man. Boy, am I excited for this. Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives, uh, which honestly, if you were a kid who grew up in the 80s, uh, you saw this movie and you were like, fuck, yes, it's fucking legit. Uh, I don't know if it's held up to the test of time as well as I thought, Um, but uh, I remember this was always one of my favorite Jason movies growing up. Uh, Ray, why, why Jason part six? I don't mean, honestly, I think part six to me, like I've always liked uh, zombie Jason. Mm, so yes. this was the birth of zombie Jason. I, I feel yeah. like out of all the other movies, like there was more of a focus on Jason in this movie for the first time instead of the victims. And yeah. also it's the kind of thing that the deaths were a little bit turned up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. There were a lot more fun deaths in that movie. And it had its own yeah. theme song. None of the other ones had its own theme song, oh. which was written by Alice Cooper. Oh, yeah. The Man Behind the Mask. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that that is... Uh, th- there is a, a, a hit song, which we'll play near the end, because uh, it is the closing theme song for the <laughs> for the film. Uh, but this is... Uh, there's a lot of firsts for this. This is the only movie that's directed by uh, Tom McLaughlin, yes. uh, who is a very much a self-proclaimed Jason fan. So he's like a huge Jason fan. Fan, got to direct this he um he, he's probably best known for um uh his other, this movie but he's also i believe directed the um sometimes they come back in the 90s as well oh which um, i actually love that stephen king film yeah yeah so um he's he's pretty awesome in that respect he actually stole a bunch of the props from this because he was so happy that he was part of it like he stole <laughs> the tombstone that says jason lives it currently resides in front of his home so it looks like Jason's buried in his front yard um, and shit. So he embodies oh. Ashley Pontius energy. <laughs> yes, yes. And then uh, this movie is uh, is important because, you know, listen, it's inspired a lot of things. Can I tell you the thing that's probably inspired the most? Probably its greatest thing? What if I told you this movie was pivotal in the movie Scream existing? No, seriously? Yeah, so uh, years after this film, Kevin Williamson, uh, who's the writer of Screen, he actually wrote the uh, screenplay for Scream, uh, told director Tom McLaughlin that this film had a huge influence on him growing up and helped inspire him to write the meta slasher film Scream. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, he watched this and he was, because it follows all the rules of a ridiculous horror movie. Like, don't have sex, don't do this. He's just like, he's like, I watched this, he's like... 
and I understood how horror movies worked. And this is how I wrote Scream is by I, watching this I movie. also think it's the only Friday the 13th that does not have nudity in it as well. That is true. There's not any wow, nudity. that's true. You know what's funny? I have a Jason Lives crop top and I totally didn't wear it because I didn't want to show off my big old fupa. Hey, nobody else shows off their fupa in this movie either. So you oh. did right, the right when thing. When I did my <laughs> Hall of Fame show for EWA and they had me come back, I had a shirt done up that says chase lives just like the jason lives i love that i do love this movie um and this is also the third installment of the only protagonist who's played by three different actors throughout it that is the only carry carryover character from the jason movies except for like i believe part one because the the lady at the end of part one makes it into part two but just the opening scene which is so weird to me it is very weird but it's tommy jarvis who i believe in part four is played by Corey feldman yes yes, Yes. who technically kills jason he he kills he's the guy who kills jason because in part five no Jason at all. That's actually the ambulance Roy. driver who's Roy. in Roy. <laughs> yeah. Roy is in part two. So there's no Jason in, in part five. That And that's also played by a different actor who is uh, John Shepard in that movie. Right. Who plays Tommy Jarvis. And then this is part six played again by a third actor uh, who actually has some, some chops of his own. Yeah. And Tom Matthews, probably most famously known for his appearances in Return of the Living Dead. So, you know, the second actor, they asked him to come back, but apparently he went and became a pastor or something. Yeah, he became a born again Christian. He was just like, I can't do this movie, which, by the way, they took the titties out. I think you could. I mean, you know, God's always murdering people for having sex. This seems like the most Christian movie you could do. Actually, I would pay to watch Jason versus Zombie Jesus. That's actually (laughs) a film I would be okay with. So. Uh, but I do love the Tommy Jarvis character. This is my favorite iteration of Tommy Jarvis, mm-hmm. truly. I This is the one I remember. I was just like, this guy could fight Jason, for real. Oh, well, it's the most fuckable, because I can't fuck child Corey Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to Michael Jackson. Uh, <laughs> Eric, I leave the pedophilia to you and Tommy. <laughs> so... Um, I do enjoy this movie. It kicks off into high gear with uh, Tommy Jarvis wearing... By the way, I I wear the same jean jacket because of this movie oh. with a Camp Crystal-like thing. I love a Sherpa-lined fucking piece of denim, and I rock my jacket all the time. And the reason, I don't know if I've ever told you this, is 100% because of this movie and how fucking I did not Tommy Jarvis rocks that fit. That is honestly not why I thought you wore it. I thought you just loved the movie Brokeback Mountain. Um, no. Yes! Yes, you got that butt full of beans ready to get pounded and founded, baby. So, I like, so, Tommy Jarvis, in case you didn't know, the last time they were at Crystal Lake, uh, they're there because they turned it into an insane asylum that Tommy Jarvis was allowed to go to. So, he's like, oh, yeah, we'll put him in the place where he had the most traumatic experience of his entire life. We'll stick him there. And let him live it over and over every day. Yeah, have him relive it. It's real shock therapy. Um, they, uh, But he's like, you know what? I gotta really kill Jason. I gotta send him to hell so he convinces somebody else from the fucking loony bin to drive Yeah, with I gotta him. kill someone who's already dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, I gotta kill this guy who's already dead and make sure I send him to hell. So If the institution ever found out about this, they would haul our butts back in and straight check him. I like that even his insane friend is like, 
this is pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> I like. I don't want to. I don't want to be the little fucking fly in the ointment here. But, but this is a little nuts. I feel the same way that I hope my therapist never finds this podcast because she's like, "Oh no, you're clearly not following anything I've been telling you to do for treatment." So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't you imagine you come in one day and like she's just like, "Hey," and she's just holding her phone and she's on episode like you know forty episodes in. She's just like, "So I guess fuck me then, right? <laughs> fuck me." You no, know, I, I want her to find the one where my dad jerked off my finger to get the ring off and she's like oh hey i think i found your root of trauma (laughs) i don't think you need to see me anymore we figured it out (laughs) so uh this was a choice by director tom mclaughlin on how to reanimate it he was a huge horror uh hammer films person so he's like i'm gonna make frankenstein jason we're gonna reanimate him with lightning why all of the decision making by tommy jarvis is insane he was like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna burn jason i don't care if the forecast calls for the most torrential downpour I've ever heard of in my life. It's I'm going to, to burn him. I'm going to burn him. I don't care if there's a monsoon tonight. It's got to happen tonight. And he goes, he was like, you know what else I got to do? I got to fucking fuck Jason's corpse up with a metal rod for no reason. There's no reason for him to do this. It's just, I'm just going to fucking start stabbing him. And then, you know what? Oh, that makes me feel good. Hope he doesn't get struck by lightning right now. Uh <laughs> I won't lie. I love it because I, I love this series. Friday the 13th is my favorite series. And I think part of it is because of the level of ridiculous it takes on. I mean, we will we will go on in other films to see Jason in space. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, oh, yeah. I suspend yeah. my belief and enjoy the fact that it's ridiculous and it makes no sense and I'm here for it. I, I think part six is another thing of... Jason is being misunderstood throughout the whole thing. Like when he gets mm-hmm. reanimated with the lightning, like Jason, yeah. like he comes up and he grabs Tom and he's like grabbing his like, like I wake up angry all the time too. So, yeah. I mean, if I got struck back yeah. to life by lightning, I mean, I think I'm going to try to grab somebody and then, you know, by the way, at no point do I think Jason is the bad guy in this opening scene. He was he was resting in peace, no. in literal peace. No, no, no. But here's my thing, though. I'm jumping ahead for a second. Here's my thing. I actually just disagree with Jason when he kills the couple in the car. Not long after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when he kills the girl, I'm like, she actually didn't do anything to you. I am opposed. I don't think he should. No, have she her. offered him money, which he exactly. clearly did not want. Yeah. yeah, but but she didn't. She wasn't having sex. She didn't try to hurt him. She didn't do anything to deserve his reproach. Yeah, but you you don't know what she was talking about before they got there. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, Jason's like, oh, I heard you wanted to swallow. Okay, well now swallow this puddle with this fucking yeah. spear. So wait, are we saying that Jason is an allegory for the Christian religion? Because <laughs> I call ew. Like, <laughs> so, so uh, he gets hit by lightning. And he goes from this corpse that has yeah. maggots in it to all of a sudden he's kind of jacked. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't understand how lightning, which generally is a thing that burns things, it's just like, oh, not only that, he hasn't skipped chest day in eight years. He's been fucking doing push-ups in the coffin I was going to say, boys, how does it feel that a corpse is in better shape than oh, either of you? <laughs> it's funny. That scene that they did with that, when yeah. Jason was in that, like he looked like Jack. Actually, yeah. no, it wasn't that scene. It was the scene with the guys with the uh, paintball guns. Yeah. It was a, yeah. originally a different actor. It was a stuntman. Oh. Yeah, so that it was too big. Yeah, that guy, the the guy in the paintball scenes is a different Jason, and the rest of the movie oh. is CJ Graham because they thought he looked too big. The yeah. other guy looked too big, um, and he has a different eye color. It's crazy yeah. when you pick it oh, out. Interesting. Um, but uh, so he comes back. The uh, the other lunatic who's just like, man, this is crazy. Gets fucking. 
punched through the solar plexus, yeah. gets Kano punched like this. <laughs> yeah. And then Tommy Jarvis tries to light him on fire. Of course, it starts raining. So he's covered in gas, but can't light a match. <laughs> he has to flee, right? Yeah. That's um, another thing. I would be mad if someone started throwing gas on me after they reanimate me back yeah. to life. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck me. Fuck um, me then. <laughs> um, Ray, you've never had me as one of your star guests because I throw gas all the time. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Ashley, yeah. d- dousing Ashley with fire is the only way to get rid of her. Uh- <laughs> Sometimes I say things to Ashley, and they me- they're meant as jokes, truly. But she gives me this face like, fuck you, Eric. I'm going to think about this later. <laughs> I'm not upset. <laughs> oh, God, she's upset. <laughs> All right. So uh, Tommy uh, immediately goes to warn the police, and he gets locked up mm-hmm. by, the, uh, by the sheriff there. He's like, shut the fuck up, kid, and just throws him <laughs> in jail. Um, Jason then uh, runs into who we talked about. It's the guy from Ghost, actually, who's making his... Uh, film debut Tony Gold, uh, Goldwyn uh, is actually the driver or the uh, passenger guy in this who I know him best as the bad guy from the movie Ghost who gets dragged to hell oh um, shit yes yeah 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 didn't even so, put it together that's his first movie ever he's in this he's played a cock his entire life uh, <laughs> since this since this movie um, and uh, he gets fucking flung by the spear like over his head yeah. like he fucking reverse javelins yeah. him over his head <laughs> and then the other lady tries to pay off Jason he's like no here take this money and then Jason has this new ability which he uses again later in the movie which now I'm like a cat I jump down from places and he yeah. fucking jumps down from like a tree <laughs> and fucking spikes her through yeah. the mouth and then you see the American Express and money because it's it's everywhere you want to be so you, <laughs> you she's dead in a puddle Jason is already out he's up to three kills within the first 15 minutes of this movie right yeah so uh, they're reopening Crystal Lake. It's now going to be called Forest Green. They're rebranding it right. because they were like, this isn't a place where a retarded kid got drowned anymore. Well, that actually, also lived for 30 more years and then started killing also everyone. he's dead. Yeah, yeah he's also dead. dead. Um, <laughs> I, Eric, I did want to point out, though, really quick. Sorry, I want to let you finish your thought. That um, The reason he didn't give a shit that she had American Express is he actually only accepts MasterTard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> somebody isn't performing in Shepherdstown. <laughs> so, so uh, they're uh, they're reopening it as Force Green, and uh, the kids are worried because their friend is gone. By the way, it was the person who got killed last night, right? Right. So, uh, the the next we see the Undertaker who sees that Jason was uh, was uh, uh, unearthed, and but doesn't notice it's a different body in there. Yeah. He's just like, oh, Jason, I always knew he wore Nikes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and then uh, he you hear the this drunkard undertaker say this might i have to go and dig up jason some folks have a strange idea entertainment there you go so that's exactly what <laughs> eric's audience said at, in, in shepherd's town the other night so you know, like people say that they watch every episode of my show <laughs> <laughs> so uh next we get the uh the paintball game and now the paintball game is something else this is just uh this was so actually random. added like post uh no this this was actually the first scene shot so this is actually a different actor not cj stroud playing jason in this okay. scene 
good. We get four more kills out of this. It's a company retreat paintball game where they have paintballs that look like they're single shot but can still somehow shoot multiples. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lady who kills two of the guys uh, or three uh, three of the guys, and she's like she thinks she's one, but there's one yeah. dorky guy that's so bad at the game he hasn't been killed yet. <laughs> um, and uh, you get to hear this one guy uh, who I love who who's just he stormed off. He's pissed that a woman how dare a woman kill me and i love yeah he's just he's just doing what dudes do macheteing a tree after a woman bests you at something and then you i i like this here you go Dumb, bro. God, she should have stayed in the kitchen where she won't move <laughs> woman shouldn't even be allowed in these games not a game life And of course, Jason pops up out of nowhere and fucking murders him uh, because he's like, nobody talks about like women. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody talks about women like that in my woods. I love my mama. <laughs> so uh, I do like the idea that there's an incel out there that's so mad that he would just start macheteing fucking foliage out of pure anger. Um, Eric, there are incels that machete people. <laughs> I, I, I also love that you could tell, even though Jason's wearing a mask that like the expression on his mask is just kind of like wow i'm that strong when he threw the dude by his arm (laughs) into a tree and ripped his arm clean off i think that there's maybe something that we've missed it is jason a a feminist do you know do you think he did this politically charged he was just like you know what i respect women as long as they don't have sex out of wedlock in my woods we're good eric (laughs) absolutely Eric, he is the Steven Crowder of, <laughs> of villains. There is not a feminine. He, he, Jason is the king of incels. He's He is Matt Walsh and Jordan Peterson rolled into one corpse. Like, what is wrong with you? He is his. I guess his stance really is no lives matter. Um, <laughs> yes. So we uh, he then um, kills the other three that are walking the lady with the two other dudes. He fucking cuts all their heads off one foul swoop of the same machete he just got and then chases the other nerdy guy off who shoots him with a paintball and i don't know if you noticed this but if you if you pause that part of the movie for some reason he has two the the gunshot wounds that he got earlier in the movie he has them perfectly placed on each of his nipples which i just thought was very very funny to me like if you just walk back like why does he have two fucking <laughs> nipple gunshot wounds perfectly the original actor was too big his nipples poked through the <laughs> <laughs> i honestly never noticed they're like hey we like the other actor but his nipples were so hard constantly <laughs> Uh, I love that Eric picks up on this stuff, which is like the gayest things. Like, I do. Last, last, <laughs> last, last episode, or no, two episodes ago, we did a movie where Eric interrupts like me and Jeremy to be like, "Man, did you see the hog on Peter Weller yeah, in this Peter, movie? Peter Weller in Leviathan, and, and yeah. he's wearing sweatpants." And I looked, I was like, "Jesus, look at the fucking hog on Peter Weller!" And I didn't just, know he's packing that. And I'm just like, Eric, I didn't, I didn't even notice. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I didn't notice either." And I was like. <laughs> Okay. 
<laughs> so, oh, I can't wait till you come out. So he's uh he's so far up to up till now after he's killed this guy. He ends up you find the other fella dismembered later, so he does kill that nerd guy. He's up to eight kills now, just so mm-hmm. we're keeping a ta- a running tally here. Yeah. So uh next uh we see the caretaker and the random couple get it. Um now these two this scene was actually added post after it because Paramount wanted more kills. So this is just a completely added scene to the movie oh. that they didn't want to do so they kill the caretaker i like the caretaker kill though because they stab him with a bottle in the neck and like, yeah, he starts, like breaks the bottle out. with his hand like yeah. <laughs> and it starts like draining yeah. out of his neck like that that's cool but you don't see what happens to the couple i'm not sure they actually died they were just like because they weren't fucking so they they're the rules the rules apply that they're not doing a vice technically they're just having a wonderful date in the scariest part of the woods in the middle of the night but there's no fucking they just yeah. run off i don't think they died i truly don't because you never he goes after them but you don't see them die there's a possibility they have survived well i think the girl survived but that dude seemed hella gay so i mean that's a sin he's got to go yeah uh. you look like you'll be you look like you're from the movie mannequin um <laughs> you're gonna have to be dead <laughs> well no it took me a while because i forgot yeah you're right there's two separate couples my mind immediately went back to our couple earlier with the chick with the puddle and i was like oh she died of wop a wet ass puddle um so <laughs> it's dumb i know i know it's dumb no i live for the I, know you I do. live for that level of joke. <laughs> I truly. Know you do. That's why we're still friends. <laughs> oh my god! So um, we're up to eight kills. We yeah. see the care- caretaker gone. We're at nine. Um, the other two get away. Now we've reached a part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I wanted to highlight. Yes. <laughs> um, this character coming up here, and I want to find her name. Uh, this is. Uh, we're about to meet one of the children. Because, you know, children are just, they're just magical. You love, I love, I love the laughter of a child. I love the that little uh, girl. I can't remember her name, but she was named after his wife. I yeah, believe. yeah, yeah. So her name is Nancy in the movie. It's played by Courtney Vickery. And God damn it, if this broad isn't the the most overacted part in this entire movie. I I just, I pulled every clip I could get from her in this movie. Every time I see her, I was just like, shut the fuck. I like, so I have children. You little that, girl. <laughs> that do this, that, that overact. I'm like, just shut up, relax, okay? Just be a human being for a second, okay? <laughs> be a real person because this is not how it works. And uh, here's a little bit of Nancy who's very upset. She maybe had a dream. There's this monster, and he was after me, and he wanted to kill me. Where? He was everywhere. Oh, you mean you had a bad dream? No, it was real, just like on TV. Shut up, you dumb bitch! Like that. Like, you know, she's totally talking about Freddy Krueger. Like, why are yes. they broken faces in the <laughs> They're preparing us, though. They're preparing yeah. us for the spinoff. I'm here for so, it. Uh, Jason. Hello, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> So while this is ha- while this is happening, Jason is in pursuit of the two uh, the two lovers in the woods, but he stops because he runs into the RV. Mm-hmm. And the RV, there's a guy that looks like he's in tears for fears, and he's fucking this other girl who refused to get topless in the movie. Is uh, this the guy in the crop top? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're fucking in the in the RV, which is her 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 stepdad's RV, and they're they're going at it, and um, she's like on top doing her thing. Now the director was just like. 
because this is the only movie with no nudity, he was like, I just didn't think it needed nudity. And so he like, like, Hey, would you get topless? And she was like, no. And he was like, okay, Paramount. They said that she's not going to get topless. Okay. And then he, he was just like, went along with it. He was like, I don't think it needs this at all. She was supposed to be in five though. She was supposed to be in part five. And then the director like asked her out the dinner and she quit or, or like yeah. she said no and then good like she didn't her. have a job the next day or some shit wow well good for her for standing up for herself it's a shame though she wouldn't get killed until 2022 by her boyfriend <laughs> rest in peace gabby petito <laughs> <laughs> she loves camping <laughs> ashley <laughs> ashley's spinning she looks like a cat throwing up a hairball right now <laughs> She's trying to stop throwing up. She's picked up another can and she's spinning. She's live spinning. (laughs) Oh my God. (coughs) Ashley, you fucking maniac. She's being strangled by Jason right now as we speak. (laughs) So, uh, Uh, Jason comes across these two, pulls the power on them, uh, and he, he nuts just as it happens. He was like, I thought you said I had to last until the song ended. And he did that. Good. Good. Technically he's right. It's as long as a uh, pussy song. Yeah. He lasted one bus. And uh, they decide to drive off. They're like, we better get out of here. But of course, Jason has entered the uh, the RV, uh, ends up throttling the young lady in the small bathroom, which if you've ever been in an RV bathroom, real tight. I'm not uh, allowed in them anymore. <laughs> uh, you, CJ Graham is like 250 pounds of yes. muscle. You have that uh, big man with a woman in an RV bathroom. Uh, Just fucking putting her through shitty drywall. Uh, and then uh, and then you see uh, the uh, driver, Tears for Fears, catch a buoy knife to the fucking cranium as the thing tips uh, as uh, it also crashes the whole thing to the song Teenage Frankenstein shout outs Alice Cooper uh, and then Jason of course emerges unscathed uh, somehow from all of this just like well, you yeah, forget you get that iconic him putting her face into the side of the RV and oh it yeah folds around her yes. face yes. yes yes it works like the same way creepy crawlers did in the 90s <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Also, That's how they made the molds. They got the idea from that. <laughs> also, sometimes my nickname is Alice Pooper. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tommy decides, he's like, you know what? I got to read some fucking books. I got to read some books to figure out how to defeat Jason. The three books he goes to the library and gets, uh, 30 Years Among the Dead, The Dead Are Alive, and the one he actually opens up, which is, this is where he finds the secret, okay? The secret to killing Jason, Mm -hmm. all right? It's the manual of occultism, okay? Now, after reading what I can only imagine, he doesn't look like a reader, truly. (laughs) Like, he looks like a guy that's maybe, he read a couple pictures. He looked at it, it was like, ooh, this looks like it could be helpful. Um... He, he has the key to defeat Jason okay. after reading this. Okay. Why don't we just bring the gun and blow him away? The only way now to stop Jason is to return him to his original resting place. Where he drowned in 1957. Lake Forest Green. At Crystal Lake. This nightmare began. So he just has to return him to the place where his trauma happened. Which, Ashley, imagine... Oh, the place where my trauma happened. I, I can't. I can't afford to go back to Australia. Imagine. Imagine. Imagine you've you've tormented the people, and they're like, "I gotta go where." 
down under. And <laughs> it's just, it doesn't make sense that this would be Actually, the thing that would stop. Them. I don't know. That would be kind of great though. I just, I go back to this little Chinese restaurant and I'm like, oh my God, I have to recreate this to relive my trauma. I'm going to get asked out on a Tinder date and I'm going to relive my, my night where he gave me a UTI and then I'll take a 16 hour flight back to the States. And that's how I undo <laughs> all the blood that I peed. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Did that get too real? Sorry. We'll just edit that out. <laughs> so, uh, uh, back at the camp, now that Jason has found his way to the camp, uh, he he ends up killing the first um, black camp counselor, which is kind of racist, I felt like. It wasn't good. But uh, he pulls her out, uh, out of the window and then twists her head completely around. Real hootie and the blowfish kind of kill. <laughs> and he... He then leaves her alone, but sweet Nancy witnesses some of this through the window, like, oh my God, this isn't <laughs> going to fuck me up for life. And then we see the machete closing in on uh, one of the other camp counselors. It's covered in blood. And just as uh, as it comes, as she awakes, you hear this. Why don't we right just bring here. the gun? <gasps> Paula, I can't sleep. I'm scared. I saw someone at my window. <laughs> you get this i found it outside so she's just nancy's just carrying around a bloody machete like she's fucking jan brady just annoying as hell counselor (laughs) i found this bloody machete can you wake up and look at it shut up nancy i just feel like this is the conversation between jean benet ramsey and her parents she's like there's someone outside (laughs) (laughs) they're like shut up there's no one there So, uh, there's DNA in my panties. <laughs> and I like, uh, but now Jason is causing mayhem. The cops have showed up, um, and the sheriff is with two deputies. Jason makes short work of the two deputies. One, he throwing knives in the fucking skull. Yeah. And the other one, he literally crushes her head as he's trying to tend to Nancy, and he just fucking goes, ah, like oh, this. Leave Nancy alone, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I love Nancy. And, uh, but then, uh, the, the sheriff. Sheriff, uh, whose daughter Megan is also there, right? Uh, who's Tommy Jarvis's love interest? Which I do. Sorry, real quick, Eric. I do love that because we not that it was important, but we skipped over it earlier when they're they're letting Tommy out of jail. He's like, "Hey, I want you to leave." He's like, "You're poisoning my daughter," and I'm like, "That's so weird. Poisoning my daughter is a weird way to say come on her face." Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that. Yeah, that's that, that. That's what Brett Michaels calls sex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm poisoning your daughter. Uh. So uh, she also, by the way, the lady Megan, who mm. Tommy, she's in love with Tommy Jarvis mm. just because he's also a bad boy. They do have like that ridiculous car scene, yeah. car chase where she oh, is purposely she his head down. Yeah, <laughs> she's trying to make yeah. make her, uh, him blow her, and he was yeah. like, "Uh oh, end of the line. My dad's got a shotgun at us." <laughs> so um, obviously. Uh, uh, the, the I I do like the the fight though that the sheriff puts up because mm-hmm. uh, David uh, Keegan who plays Sheriff Garris who's just does nothing but just shut up you're a fucking loon and yeah. uh, <laughs> finally sees Jason unloads five buckshots into yeah. him Jason gets back up unloads another fucking six rounds of thirty eight spec and then goes fuck I better run yeah. and then so he starts running but like Megan uh, uh, Megan and Tommy show up and Tommy has a plan 
plan to stop Jason. So they stop at the hardware store and, but they see the mayhem already happening. So they're like constantly distract. Like Jason falls into this thing. He's like, I don't know if I should kill the sheriff or if I should kill this bitch right here. If I should kill Tommy, I don't know. And they keep doing this thing where it's like, I'm going to kill Megan. And they're like, no, that's my daughter. And so finally he gets his hands on the sheriff who puts up a hell of a fight. He fucking tackles him, starts hitting him in the face and shit. And then, Literally, Jason is like, okay, this was fun. Folds him like a fucking craftmatic yes. bed in half. Like, like a lawn uh, chair. Like, yeah. you ever see those old metal lawn chairs? Yes. Back together like that? Well, no, but here's my theory, though. My understanding and my rule as to why he ultimately settled on going after Megan is because incel rule number one, women are a distraction. They got to be eradicated first. Say it louder, sister. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the whole thing with the cops, why he killed the officers, is shortly before that they hide all the kids into the cabins and they're mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, stay safe to here. Maybe Jason, with his childlike thinking, thinks these two cops are pedophiles. Yeah, they- yeah, oh. maybe. Maybe maybe they're trying to make fuck kid cabin over there, you know? Um, I do like that two of the kids, I did rip this audio, is like two of the kids that are hiding under the bed say this. What were you going to be when you grew up? <laughs> so that's so sad. Yeah, as they're watching We're Jason. Dead meat. <laughs> Actually, it would have been really funny if the kid turned and was like, "I wanted to be an open micer in Frederick, Maryland." <laughs> well, there's that one scene where he busts into that cabin where all the kids are now huddled, and um, the director said he was just like, he's like, "I never had an intention of like Jason killing any kids in this yeah. movie because like Jason, he's like, I always saw after he's reanimated, he's like, he feels for kids. He's yeah. like, this camp ruined our lives. Like, imagine if you." Yeah. Had a bad experience at Target. We've all at Walmart. We've all had these things. He's just the guy that wants to take down Walmart and all the people in it. Oh. And uh, but the kids are cool because you know uh, that's 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 how he rolls. Sure. I mean, I would have thought maybe you would have picked like I don't know. You were molested by priests and now you take down the Catholic Church. But I see what you're saying. It's, it's the same. Think of something that's possible to be taken down. Okay, come on. <laughs> so um, the uh, the. He eventually, though, between when he's about to kill Megan, Tommy Jarvis gets his attention, um, which I think it's funny. He he does this. Come on, you pussy. I don't know what. I don't know why Tommy Jarvis say, come on, you pussy. Uh, it's funny. He has fashioned a, uh, 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 a, 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 a length of chain around a giant rock, which he rolled to a boat and then um, has made a little noose out of it. He also brought gasoline in the middle of the water. I don't know what his plan. I don't know how any of this is important to the plan, but he gets out to the middle of the lake and then pours a circle of gas, lights the water on fire because this <laughs> is an integral part to this um and as jason comes up his plan is to put the noose around his neck and then sink him to the bottom of the lake now jason just walks into the lake yeah this is an important part because yeah. i swear to god this is important okay. you realize he just walks in Meaning he can sink to the bottom, no problem. Right. He can just walk across. <laughs> yeah. He can Your walk. Plan is dead. He can walk yeah. across the bottom of Crystal Lake. Yeah. Without an issue. Yeah. He doesn't breathe. He doesn't breathe. <laughs> and then he eventually gets to Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. He breaks the boat in half, and he, Tommy's able to get the noose around his neck. Yeah. Now he floats. Now he's floating like the the rock. He can't get. 
this this being of superhuman strength can't he, he could do anything he could walk on the bottom of like two seconds yeah. ago now there's noose around him that's heavy yeah keep in mind he's like i'm too buoyant i can't i can't pull myself down to where the rock is where also i just proved that i could rip people's arms off this this rock that's probably 80 pounds there's no way i could pick it up there's no way I could just hold it like this and walk my ass to the shoreline to free myself Eric. with a tool Eric. at any point. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stay here. With a rock above his head Eric. under I'm going to stay here for six years until a telepath frees me in the next movie. Eric. That's what's going to happen. Eric, <laughs> first of all, the sun's getting real low, big guy. Um, <laughs> no, Eric, you're... You're a logical man. You're a deep thinking man. I don't disagree with you, but Eric, Jesus, Jason, (laughs) Jason is retarded. (laughs) (laughs) He's not going to think that deep about his situation. Also, fire water is what came out of me this morning before I got here. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So, um, eventually, uh, of course, Tommy gets pulled under. Megan comes to go rescue him. She has a little mm. kerfuffle with the floating Jason with the <laughs> noose around his neck. She's like, luckily, don't worry. I have this motorboat that's yeah. in half that I'll use to chop up Jason's face, yeah. <laughs> which will in no way. Even I've had though, my face chopped up with motorboats. Before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but look, they chop up Jason's face and he fucking flails around. And then the last scene of the movie, they go back to it. Hockey match perfectly in, intact. Oh my it's God, like, I hate like it. it did nothing. It did absolutely I jack hate it. shit to him. <laughs> I absolutely hate that shit. It literally did like like a cartoon Bugs Bunny thing, like 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 in seven it's there. In seven that part of the mask is gone. So they did keep that continuity in Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. So uh uh Tommy Jarvis is brought back to life. Jason is still dead at the bottom of the lake, but very much alive until we get to the the next one the new blood where they finally kill off tommy jarvis and he's never welcomed have, back again have we ever considered the possible theory that jason is just a cicada and comes out every seven years? yeah <laughs> i we're not sure but if there's people fucking in the woods jason is gonna take them out <laughs> it closes with of course the great alice cooper song the man behind the mask here uh but uh Ray, your final thoughts on Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives. Um, I mean, honestly, man, like CJ Graham, of course, he was on our show. He's the only Jason actor that we've had on our show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in the Marines, mind you. He, w- he was a Marine. He was a, what was that, male stripper. What was a, what were the male strippers that were big in Vegas? Oh, Chippendale. Oh, Chippendale, right? Right? Yeah, Chippendale. He was yeah. a Chippendale. And so, you know, when he was in the Marines, like in that movie, you look at it as they added a basic level of, there's one part where he's like kind of stalking somebody in the cabin and you see him slowly walking past the windows. CJ Graham used a lot of that shit in the movie. So it was kind of like a complete different Jason. Of course, Kane Hoddard, Kane Hoddard's Kane Hoddard. You know, yeah. CJ Graham, CJ Graham. But right. yeah, I mean, overall, I think top to bottom with everything they gave us with the movie, is probably right up there with part four as mm-hmm. two, you know, one of the best Friday the 13th of yeah. all time. I do. Uh, Ashley, your final thoughts 
on Friday the 13th, part six. You know, I love part six. You know, I, the entire franchise, I, I obviously love so very, very much. But honestly, if you're ta- talking to me about my top, it's got to be Jason Takes Manhattan, baby. <laughs> that is a Kane Hodder joint. Yeah. Uh, Kane Hodder actually joins the series in seven, which is uh, was pitched as Carrie versus Jason. Um, <laughs> it is a good one on a future episode, to, to be sure. I personally do love Jason part six. Uh, it was one of the first ones, like, I thought this was what Jason is because I don't think I saw part one first. I think oh. this was probably one of the first ones I saw and I was like, it's pretty dope. I liked this one yeah. a lot. And if not, it was the first one I absorbed from beginning to mm-hmm. end. I was like, this is a fucking, this is a good ass fucking movie. And it's not that great. I do like, I don't think the special effects are the strongest. I don't think that, uh, I think Jason looks cooler in the next one where you get to see his like disintegrated spine. I and like the Kane Hodder. Yeah. I like that Kane Hodder version of yeah. him where he He's like a little bit more menacing and just slightly bigger. Um, yeah. uh, and he's a total Hulk, but it does make him an undead uh, fucking juggernaut, which I do enjoy. Uh, overall, a, a must watch if you're a Jason fan or horror yeah. fan in general. So check it out, rent it, see it, or buy a hard copy like your boy right here and uh, Ms. Pontius. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ray, where can people find you at and uh, tell us what you got coming up? Of course, the Happy Hour podcast. We're on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram. Um, just look up the HH pod, Happy Hour podcast. Very common name for shows, so you'll find a lot of stuff. So just look up the HH pod or go to www.thhpod.com. That will link you to that will link you to all of our YouTubes and all that fun stuff. Of course, Eric is going to be with us later on today, actually, uh, probably yeah. about like probably 40 minutes. Uh, yeah, who are we talking to? Brenna McKenna. Brenna McKenna. I looked her up. A lot of anal. So check this out. Uh, I got some. I have a. I have some questions about the butthole, um, all that and more. So check out the Happy Hour Pod. Check out me on the next episode. Check out both me and Ashley in the archives. Uh, you also do a great job, Ray. We appreciate you uh, being on our show for the first time. Uh, we love you to death, and uh, and I will see you very very soon, Ashley. Where can people find you at, love? Oh, they can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs. You can also find my horror page at Slash and Gash DMV. You can catch me in person on May 11th. I will be featuring for Tommy Sinbazo at the Carroll County Performing Arts Center. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, I might come. To, what, what date is that again? May 11th. It's a Thursday. Okay. I Guess what? I think Daddy's coming out. Oh. So we got to come. I mean, that's right up the street for me. How could I miss it? Okay. Uh, I got a bunch of shows coming up. I should post them on ericcomedy.com but if not you can follow me on social media and find all that shit i got a show in york pa coming up and uh uh, i'm filling in on 98 rock the next two fridays so check all that shit out um jeremy take us out of here i'm at monster mania chiller theater Oh, I was hoping you were going to ask me. I was going to... <laughs> 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 <laughs>